We are very excited about today's show. And before we begin, we got Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. So Jesse, tell us what you got for us. Hey, Stephen, we have a super cute item on um, our special deals for this week. Uh, we are giving you 20% off our Pageant Planet baseball cap, which comes in both white or pink. So great gift idea for your favorite title holder for yourself. Um, something that you definitely want to have on hand when you're going to and from the gym or if you're going to a more casual appearance before you have your title or you have a crown to wear. Um, just a really cute item to have. Mm, that's cute. So um, explain that the hat a little bit. Um, what's the, the back like? Is it fitted or is it Velcro or one of those snapbacks? And, and what does the hat actually have on it? Yeah, so it's an unstructured cap. So it's going to fit your head perfectly. Um, so that, does, that means that, like there's no like high crown or anything. So I don't have to worry about like it looking like a boxy cap on your head. Um, and then it is an adjustable Velcro back. So you can put your ponytail through it, which is what I love to do. Um, but just make sure it's perfectly fitted because it's adjustable. So one size fits most. So would this be something like um, that they could wear for appearances or is it just like every day going to the mall, that sort of thing? So it's adorable if you like if you already have a title, but you're doing like national volunteer day or make a difference day and you're like raking leaves. You're not going to wear your crown to it. Right. Um, but you could wear this because it's adorable. It's like pink. It comes in pink or white and it features um, our pageant planet crown logo on the side, like a really cute, like little mini embroidery there. So you still get that like crown aspect without having to wear the crown. So I love to see girls in caps then. Um, but also, like I said, it's great for the gym. It's great for if you're training, um, going on a run, et cetera, but it's just, it's just adorable. I can't get enough of it. Cool. All right. So how much, how much is it, um, shipping and where can they find it? So it's, um, regular price is $15. So you're going to get 20% off of that. Um, you can find it by visiting shop.pageantplanet.com. And as always, free shipping, free returns. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome everyone to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we are going to be discussing the four steps, pun intended, to winning evening gown anywhere in the world. So Jesse, go ahead and set the stage for us. Stephen, one of the most popular questions that I get as a coach is, how do I stand out on stage? But quite frankly, most contestants are not ready to move on to owning the wow factor. Because first, you have to master the fundamentals of walking, which allows you to naturally rise above the majority of the competition first. I mean, Stephen, you've seen a, you've seen hundreds of pageants. I mean, how many times have you seen a, a contestant that just can't walk? Oh, and it's, yeah, it's cringeworthy. You get that secondhand embarrassment when you're in the crowd and you're kind of like, come on, Erica, you can do it. <laughs> no offense to anyone whose name is Erica. I'm not calling you out directly if you if I was at a pageant where you were walking. That's not. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've totally been there. And yeah, it is. It's, it's cringeworthy. So once you have the basics down, then you can start playing with the turns and showmanship. I've seen it a million times. Contestants doing spins and turns and they're wobbling or they have to do helicopter arms, keep their arms out for balance because they're too busy trying to show off then simply just deliver a solid performance, which nine times out of 10 is going to score better. Um, so yeah, just my defense on it. No, I mean, the thing is, there's something in pageantry where I don't know if it's because newcomers watch the 
contestants who are already been on stage and like, oh, you know, Susie spun, so I need to spin. There was like no additional bonus points to spinning anywhere in pageantry. It's just not, you know, so I mean, a lot of girls do it, but if you're not able to spin, just don't. Just exactly. Like, I applaud girls that can walk up and down steps in high heels. So as Mm -hmm. a judge, I'm like, get it, girl. You took those steps because daggone it, I could not. Now you throw in a spin. Again, I'm not going to be like, wow, okay. She's going to get one extra bonus point for doing a spin. You don't need to spin. Just walk. Just walk in your dress. Just that's it. That's it. No need for a spin. Exactly. Steven, have you ever seen, like, I know you mentioned poor fake Erica. Um, <laughs> can you think of anyone else, like, in time that, like, you really, or, like, a moment that you just really were, like, you felt for somebody because they were doing too much? Yeah, I did. Um, so there's, okay, so there's part of it where it's knowing your audience, too. So I'll give two different examples. One is going off the spin. I've seen one girl spin and then literally legs slipped out from under her and bam. Like right on her, I mean, on her face, so much so where the crowd was like, oh, you know, one of those, you know, so that's the risk that you're taking. Because, I mean, in her particular defense, um, her, when she spun, it was like her dress somewhat got caught underneath her, her shoe Mm -hmm. is what the story was afterwards. And according to that director, that was like the second or third time that she is like fell. (laughs) Like in past Pageants. She's a faller. Yeah, she's a faller. So, um, so there's that. And then, um, oh darn, you're asking me all cringeworthy. So the other thing is like knowing your audience. Um, if you're at like a smaller pageant and a smaller stage, right, and you are over demonstrative and like you know facial expressions, how you're working. Let's say your fun fashion gown or whatever, and let's say there is like. 10 contestants in it. It's a really small stage. There's maybe 20 people in the audience, something like that. It can come across as like over the top. Like it's just too much, right? You take that same girl um, with the same movements. You put her in a crowd of a thousand people, right? With like a hundred contestants or whatever. And it's perfect, right? So there's also that of like knowing your audience, know how to read your audience and just being able to tone it back a little bit too for the sake of the the audience so there's that oh such a good point and you know i've been having a thought lately and it has nothing to do with what we're talking about but i think it's interesting like if you were a high school student and you wanted to perform at your talent show and you did exactly taylor swift's routine i'm using taylor swift as an example people be like oh really because like taylor swift isn't a great dancer it's kind of cringeworthy right right but then it's Taylor Swift does it and it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's context. It's totally context. So like I just imagine Taylor Swift like at her high school talent show and people like thinking it's like Taylor Swift again. And then you put her on this monster stage. I just think that's amazing that like that can be so different. Yeah. Perception is everything. It, it really is. And it helps to have pyros and like going off in the background and, you know, a, a million plus dollar stage set up. But um you know, a, a side tangent to your tangent is my friend, that's what he does. So he goes around and he is like, he doesn't design the sets, but he sets them up 
and breaks them down. Like him and his wife are staying at our house right now. Um, they're in like the next room, but that's like, she manages artists and he goes around and sets up all of their, their stage. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it's really cool to talk to him about the logistics of how you load it up and bring it out and stage manager versus production manager. And all. it is a, I mean, it's a small city. It is like a logistical, I don't want to say nightmare, but I mean, it takes a lot of logistics in there. So I was just asking him uh, because we met with somebody that does stage design for Bruno Mars. And so he flies all around. Like people will fly this guy out from, because we met up with him when we were in London, they fly him out to South Africa for the conference or for a concert or to Japan. And all he does is he just sits there and he's just like, nope, you need to move that light down you know, turn this light up, you know, change this sound, whatever, based on the structure of the building, based on the, what the artist wants to put across. So, I mean, there's literally experts in this that tell you, no, you need to tone it up more. You need to tone it down because of those things. And that's all that he does. Dang. So, yeah. So that's very cool. Yeah. That was a random side tangent, but it, yeah, it, me too. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to our you know podcast for any length of time, you get those from time to time, but you know, I think that they're interesting stories. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about four steps of winning, winning evening gown anywhere yes. in the world. You traditionally have like a systematic formula of what you want to follow. Um, so I guess, do you have a first tip or a first strategy? Do you want to introduce the strategy before we dive in? Well, so we're going to today discuss the four P's that will give you the foundation to win evening gown in any pageant in the world. And those four P's are practice, picture, project, and posture. So we're going to break each of those down today. So the first one that I mentioned was practice. And I think that's clearly the most obvious of all the tips today when it comes to winning evening gown. And I know everyone knows it, but so few people are actually practicing to the level that is necessary to win. So for example, if your only practice is down the corridor of your house or apartment with a tall mirror at the end of the wall, it's just not enough. So you need to dedicate time to either reserving space at a gym, a dance studio, a community center with access to mirrors so you can fully see and record yourself. And I would also suggest having someone with you taking pictures while you're in motion, while you're hitting your poses. Remember, like I remember like terrible photos coming back of me at my pageant thinking I was like killing it. And I totally was bothering. I was like, why was I posing that way? And even still like bring your full outfits to these walking and posing sessions that you can take pictures and record yourself. Like my bathing suit wasn't sitting the way that I wanted it to in swimsuit. So it just was all of those surprises that you can avoid just by taking the extra time to practice in a space that's more reminiscent of a stage. Yeah. And nothing's more shaking of your confidence to getting at the pageant and realizing like when you start to see the other girls walk through on the stage and see their routine, you're like, Oh God, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not confident in this. Mm -hmm. And that will shake your confidence to the core. And so being a perfectionist, being someone that has a plan in place and sticking with the plan and practicing cannot be overemphasized. No, definitely not. And it just, again, it's something to be said for having all that space. I can remember like I would practice walking in my apartment um, before Miss International. And like I did have a long hallway with a big mirror that I would set up at the end and just like when I would go to like a dance studio to practice for real, it's so different to be able to like have a full um, 
a full stride because in my apartment I was I had like what four steps so I'm not going to get very far so to be able to really explore the spacing of the stage is really important too you want your routine to be long enough you want to make sure you're using up enough spit us enough of the stage etc so there's so many things to be taken into consideration when you're practicing outside of a cramps a cramped area yeah and I know that I mean, so I compete in a fitness competition as we've discussed before and my whole context was like just so I could understand like what pageant girls go through um, and, and like when they're preparing diet plans, practicing, whatever. Well, during this time I was like negotiating a deal with um, at the time, Tony Bowles, I was being his brand manager. We were doing a bunch of stuff with pageant planning. I was traveling all around and my diet and my training and all that was on point. And I remember showing up to the competition it's a fitness competition, and I had just flown in from like Arkansas after meeting with Tony, and then um, the next morning was the competition, and my brother-in-law he flew up because he's like a big fitness enthusiast. He's like, "So, like, what's your routine?" I was like, "I don't, I don't have a routine." He's like, Wait, what? <laughs> "Well, okay, well, what are you going to do when you get on stage?" And I'm like, "I, I haven't, I, I don't know." He's like, "You haven't practiced, you haven't started," and I didn't. I just totally with everything that was going on and I was just making sure my body looked on point and there was a noticeable, noticeable difference. And the guy who didn't have the best body ended up winning, but his posing and how he presented his body was amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I looked and I was watching him like, ah, such a good, a good thing. I mean, (laughs) so um, you could definitely tell the people that put in the time to pose and to practice that function because, again, you might not necessarily have, in this case, the best dress or or whatever, but if you are a master at presenting yourself in the gown, you'll stick standout heads and shoulders above everyone else. Oh, definitely. And I want to share. So we, of course, pulled our Instagram audience as we always do. So I wanted to share um, a tip on this one. And this came from our, one of our favorite people, Stephen. This came from the Paige Jensen. So the Paige Jensen is her Instagram handle. And she said, ooh, my best stage tip is, that's what she wrote, so I didn't just make that up. <laughs> ooh, my best stage tip is to really practice your posing ahead of time. It really helps you stand out when you're in this random limbo stage. Um, like during awards, announcing of the finalists, always know what your body language is projecting. So a couple of extra notes I wanted to put on um, after I read Paige's note. I love that she mentioned the limbo period. If you look at the background of any large, like at large, so people can just enter without having to win a preliminary. So an at large state or local crowning, because um, you're getting, you're going to have a lot of novice contestants in those pageants. I guarantee you, you will see a contestant. I guarantee you, Steven, I've never seen a photo that doesn't have this. A contestant with bad posture, so she's hunched over with her arms clasped in front of her. Have you seen what I'm talking about? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Or they shift their weight super, um, like, to the extreme, to, like, one leg or the other because their feet start to hurt. Yep. Yeah. It's super, it's super awkward, right? Like you're just standing there waiting and a seasoned contestant knows you have to always have like the proper posing at, at all times when you're on stage. Um, but a novice may not. So like make sure that even in those moments, like Paige says, like limbo, like when the spotlight is not fully on you or your name isn't being called to be featured, you need to be on. Yeah. And the, the thing is, like, so in order to practice this, right, because it's kind of hard right to practice like where do you stand but maybe it's um you standing there in the your living room while you're watching tv 
and then you're keeping your smile on for you know like 15 20 minutes and you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're focusing on what to do with your hands where you're going to put them because the hands is a big thing that's where everything starts to kind of show up a lot of times your hands like you start fidgeting with your fingers mm-hmm. and, and it's like and then you get a little bit like okay i'm comfortable with fidgeting my fingers now i'm going to relax more of my weight you're going to shift and then your smile mm-hmm. starts to drop and then your eyes start to wander around because you're no longer you know you're starting to think oh my gosh like how much longer so you're looking for little kinds of cues or whatnot and it starts to stand out and and as a judge you're just watching the stage Right, you're not going to get docked a point. It's not like you're, they're going to go back and dock you um, a point right. off of fun fashion. But the thing is, if you have what we call like, you know, RBF, <laughs> you know, and judges start to think about, especially when it's really close and it's between maybe you and one other girl, and they're just looking, and that other girl is smiling ear to ear, and then you're just there with the RBF, right? And they're like, oh, maybe she was just putting on a show and interview. Maybe she's not like really that kind of person. Totally. Um, because they're looking for any kind of differentiator. And you just want to be, you want to be polished, well-rounded individual. And this is part of it when it is that downtime when the MC, like myself or Jesse are up there and we're having to read through all the sponsors and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> Steven, just get through it, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so in those moments, you have to be prepared to look your best even in those moments. I'm going to equate it to having a killer job interview and then burping at the end, <laughs> right? You've just projected this professional, qualified, polished exterior and and I guess interior because you're presenting yourself and word at that situation. And then at the very end, you're shaking hands and you burp. Yep. <laughs> My goodness. Like you nailed it until you didn't. So think of like, you don't, don't have a burp, like don't kill it when you're in your routines. And then in those moments of like in between, you're totally like falling out. You have to be on the whole time. So good. All right. So that was the first one of practice. What's the second tip where what's the second P that you have for us? The second P is picture. And in full disclosure, the word I would normally use is visualize. But I really liked how the four P's sounded and looked way better, which is like totally my own marketing props. Yeah. I mean, it's a good use of alliteration for sure. Yes. Okay. So picture. Being on stage is scary. Even when you're not speaking, like wobbly knees are a thing. Like if you sit in the first couple of rows at any pageant, like you see ankles and knees shaking like crazy. Mm-hmm. So like we express our nerves in different ways, right? When you're speaking, your voice shakes. When you're standing, your leg shakes. Like just, just the name of the game. And if this is your first pageant or maybe you've bombed recently, you might have low, you might be low on confidence that you can deliver. Behind practice, this is the next best thing towards calming your nerves come stage time. So I, I did find an Instagram tip I wanted to bring to the table. Stephen, why don't you read it? All right. This is from Emily Neville. And she says, although most of my confidence comes naturally, I still get nervous sometimes. When on stage, I think of the last time I got crowned and just go for it. So I can feel that amazing feeling again. So I know what you're thinking when you're listening to this. Like, what if you haven't won a pageant yet? How can you use this as a source of confidence? Like when looking toward the last time you won, like if you don't have that. So for you, this is your homework assignment. Every morning and every evening, I want you to close your eyes and visualize yourself winning the title, even if you've never won one before. And I want you to use previous year's videos of pageants to help frame the moment in your mind and even play. It's like, if you know, this pageant uses the same crowning song every year, 
play that crowning song. Like, and as you make more decisions, if you like decide your evening gown, put your evening gown into the visualization. When you decide your hairstyle, your accessories, put all of those things into that exercise. So it feels as real as possible. Mm, That's good. And like having that type of visualization, it does transmute throughout your entire body. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I like to suggest when girls go on stage is that if you don't have that crowning moment or you don't feel like you're that confident, borrow the confidence of someone else. So um, maybe it's a celebrity and maybe the favorite celebrity is Jennifer Anderson. Like, and so think of Jennifer Anderson on the red carpet. Who's Jennifer Anderson? Um, Aniston. (laughs) (laughs) Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. If you've been watching our best in pageantry announcements, you've had the pleasure of listening to Steven attempt names. So embarrassing. It's one of my favorite pastimes. So embarrassing. You're doing a great job. Oh, so embarrassing. It's just, it's not my skill set. I see a name when I'm reading and it's like to go through it and just to articulate it properly. I just don't, I don't get it. Um, Like whenever I was forced to somewhat memorize scripts and try to read them back when I was doing like, like a few commercials or whatever, I bombed, like couldn't book anything because I just could not memorize the script. Like, I just didn't. Um, so, names is, oh, it's cringeworthy. And I was I was embarrassed. But, you know, it's it's my, my learning curve. Don't be embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I was like, who is, am I, who is Jennifer uh, Anderson? And I had a feeling... So, sorry to call you out there. No, you, no, it's good. Because everybody else listening would have been like, Who's Jen- Pamela Anderson or Jennifer Anderson? Anderson or gosh, now so I'm like second guessing. Jennifer her Aniston on the red carpet. Let's All right. Rewind. Okay. okay. So her, right? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> When she's that girl. there, yeah, that girl. The the principle of all this is the same. When she's on the red carpet, she's taking her time. She's not rushing. She's mm-hmm. like, she's basically, I'm here. Take your photos, and then basically, when it's time for me to leave, somebody will tell me to leave. But I mean, she's working the camera angles. She's turning around so people can call it all the different uh, photos of the dress, etc. And there's no hurry there. Like she's like, I belong here. This is my moment in the spotlight. And then when I leave, then it's somebody else's moment. There, there's a thing of like with girls when they're going on stage that they practice to be on stage. They know they're going to be on stage. They shop for a dress to be on stage. And then when they actually get on stage, they want to hurry off because mm-hmm. now all this hard work that they've put into it and suddenly everybody's looking at them and now they're just like, oh God. Why is everyone basically, why is everyone looking at me? I don't know. This doesn't feel right. So to put yourself in the mindset of a celebrity that um, you admire and to say, what would they do in this particular situation? Right. And so in, in learning of like what they would do, borrow their confidence when you go on and then just pretend that you're Jennifer Anderson. (laughs) I'm I'm totally in my head now about how to say her name. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm Kelly sorry. Clarkson. We'll pretend you're Kelly Clarkson or, you know, J-Lo. So, yeah, we'll do J-Lo. So, pretend you're J-Lo and, like, okay, what would J-Lo do? She was at this pageant on the stage. And then walk like you feel like you know, she would walk, present the type of confidence that you feel like she would exude. Just pretend like you're her for that 
minute and 30 seconds when you're walking out on stage. And the more you're doing it, whether you're visualizing your own crowning moment or you're visualizing how a celebrity that you admire how would walk on stage, the more you do it, the more you just believe that it's possible. So this isn't something that you want to just try the first time you're on stage. This is something you want to be preparing for for months leading up to your pageant. Yeah. And it's beneficial to like put yourself in the mindset that you're going to be in when you're standing behind the carpet or the the curtain and you're getting ready to walk in. So like think, okay, I'm probably I'm going to have these nervous butterflies. There's going to be an audience full of people. There's going to be another girl out there and I'm going to have this dress on. So even before you start your walk, close your eyes and put yourself in that mindset. Feel like what the nerves are going to feel like. Just feel it all in your body. And then when you start to walk in practice, you're going to be much more prepared because when those nerves happen for you on real, on the real like pageant stage, you're going to be much more prepared for it because it's not going to seem abnormal and your body and your mechanism is just going to take over because your body's like, Oh, I'm getting a little bit nervous now, right? Which is pre-game anxiety, which everybody experiences and which is actually a good thing. Um, one psychologists have proven that you cannot tell the difference between being excited and being nervous. It has the same chemical reaction in your body. So that's one, two, um, by putting yourself in that mindset in practice, when you start to feel those nervous jitters on stage, you're then the whole body mechanism is just going to take over the whole rhythm of it. Cause your body's going to be like, Oh, we've practiced this a thousand times. I always get nervous right before practice and I always do great. Do you have any other tips on visualization and mental prep? I know like that's right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah. So one of the things in order to prepare, in order to visualize. So with the preparation point, um, touched on it, but just to reiterate, it's important that you prepare um, like you want to um, compete. So a lot of times what we'll, what we'll experience is girls will practice walking in high heels, but they'll be in their pajama pants or their sweatpants, right? And then when you get to the day of the pageant and you get a full like hair, a full makeup on, your hair, your, your evening gown, and then you have the same high heels, so you're walking in the same high heels, right? So that portion is the same, but it's all the other like, pageantry behind it where, and all the other preparation where your mind is like, whoa this is like, this is the big stage now, right? So you start to psych yourself out versus, oh, that's okay. I can walk in high heels in my living room, no problem. Mm -hmm. So as it gets, it's okay to start off there, but as the pageant gets closer, you want to wear your evening gown. And then you want to have pretty much like dress up rehearsals, right? Where you wear your evening gown, you're wearing your shoes, you're putting, um, doesn't have to be the full face of makeup, but you're putting on makeup and you're doing your hair. And then you're walking, right? So that your body starts to understand, wow, when we do the hair, when we do the makeup, when we do the dress and all this, we've done this before. Like the first time wearing all that should not be when you're walking on stage because then you psych yourself out. You're like, okay, this is the time it really counts. And you somewhat negate psychologically all the preparation that you did before. So it's important to practice like you want to compete. So that's one. Number two is when you're working on like visualization, what you want to do is focus on the feeling that you're going to receive when you actually win the crown. Like um, before you go to sleep, 
what I like to do is I like to focus on the feeling that I'm going to experience when I reach a certain goal. So for you who's competing, try to feel like when you're asleep at night, like feel the weight of the crown when it's placed on your head. Try to do that. And then on your phone, put a screensaver of like, you know, if you're friends with the title holder, this is a bonus. Or if you could get a hold of like the crown that you want to win and take a photo in it and use it as the screensaver on your phone. So just subconscious messaging, every time you swipe up on your phone, you're going to see a photo of you in that crown. So it just helps to keep that in front of your face so that you're always working your way towards your goals. Great advice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's do point number three. What's the, the next third, P? The third P is project. So in the acting world, this is kind of known as method acting. Have you heard of that, Stephen? Mm-hmm. So for those that are not familiar, it's when you kind of create a scenario in your mind to help you get into character. Uh, so sometimes we have clients who have bouncy walks and they work t- to be smoother by telling like, oh, go ahead and kick clouds. Like maybe that'll make it smoother. Or imagine being a Disney princess on ice. And naturally, like so kind of talking about those scenarios helps them visualize and then execute different types of walking. Sometimes for more timid clients, we give them an alter ego, Stephen, like you said, and they walk the red carpet. So they like say, who's your favorite celebrity? They say, Beyonce. okay, then you are Beyonce right now. And then that kind of like boosts up their energy, makes them more confident, et cetera. Um, but each person is different and it's all about finding the right moment in their mind to transport them to. It's one of my favorite activities to kind of get a little fun with these. Mm. Um, so I want to share an Insta tip. So you know, why don't you read this Insta tip that I found? All right. So this is Ariana Vale. And she says, imagining having the original wow factor of wearing my dress for the first time, it really helps my confidence because I fell in love with the dress when I tried it on and wanted to show the whole world how amazing it looks. So first of all, I love that because Stephen, you've never, um, well, maybe your wedding suit, maybe you were jazzed about your wedding suit. So, but like for women, Um, or anyone, I guess, in pageantry, any men that like really are on the hunt for a long time for their like dream wardrobe piece. When you put it on, it's like, oh my gosh, you just know, you just know it is the right thing for you to wear. So Ariana's suggestion is like the end of the line for when you finally get on stage. So I thought it was a great suggestion, but like a must for that last minute sparkle is something like that. To be successful at the strategy when preparing, though, you must first identify your biggest area of improvement needed. And from there, think of something that feels opposite. So slouchy shoulders. That's a big problem for a lot of people. Slouchy shoulders. Okay, well, a marionette puppet is held up by strings, so they're always upright. So like more on that later with the strings. But like imagine a marionette being pulled up. That'll help your shoulders. Or like, do you have short steps issue? Like, okay, maybe you're playing the floor is lava and there are rocks further away and you just have to kind of like make it work that way. Do you have bent knees? Think of a cheetah at top speed, like pushing off at like full length. So at full strength. So like just, it's a really fun way for me to make improvements that need to be made in order to stay like lighthearted, not beat yourself up. Um, And additionally, like every, everyone understands things differently. Like if I say walk gracefully, People might think they're walking gracefully, but they're not, or like different interpretations um, feel feel different for different people. So you, like you want to correct aspects of your walk first that will ultimately get you to graceful status. So what's preventing you from being graceful right now and how do we fix it? 
So did you did you have like a kind of a character or something like that in mind, or did you need it for for when you competed? Um, I I don't think I had a character in mind for myself, just because I I mean I had a year of preparation. So at that point, like I was totally in the zone of like myself. Um, but like I've worked with clients that like Disney Princess is a popular one. Mm-hmm. Like they just they're just a little bit shy. I'm like, well, if you walked into if you walked into a room as Ariel and there were 20 kids like let's hear that and like usually we get the extreme so we want them to kind of over deliver like the Disney princess mentality for those clients and then we tone it back okay well we know you can do it now let's make it you so you're not going to be a Disney princess for life but you're just going to find the projection in that and be able to apply it to your personality so um one of my favorite things Stephen is looking at someone's walk and then trying to help them like find the opposite in it so if you are struggling with your walk, you can totally email me. We'll have a good laugh. We'll have some fun about it. Jesse at pageantplanet.com. Um, but just like I, I love finding the polar opposite. And it like does make things lighthearted. If you're working with a coach that just like is kind of scolding you for not walking the right way and just keeps saying, okay, graceful, smoother, and you're just not clicking with them, ask them to say, okay, like, and sit back and say, okay, what is holding me back from having a great walk? When they give you that, like maybe it's not that coach, maybe it's your BFF that's like, okay, what would be a funny alternative to that part of your walk? Like when, like let's find the silver lining and make it an enjoyable experience versus just beating yourself up about it. Yeah, and you're gonna do, gosh, anything in life you do exponentially better when you don't take yourself so serious and you just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I would say like Pageant Planet is a is a good um, representation of that. By, like we just have fun with our brand and we make mistakes or whatever and we just <laughs> kind of laugh and just course correct next time, right? Yep. Um, I feel like with this particular point, please correct me if I'm wrong, you, you need to work with someone that's actually knowledgeable. Like this is like a coach required activity because it's not something that you can self-diagnose. Right. So you so as far as like identifying what the the areas that need improvement are, you definitely want someone who's an expert. When it comes to like finding the funny opposites, anybody could do that. But you want a coach that's not just going to say, okay, we need to improve your walk, but it's, okay, we need to improve the length of your step, or we need to lower your shoes so that you can straighten both legs when you're walking or hyperextend. Um, so you just, you need someone to identify the weakness and then you can kind of take it from there. Yeah. And I mean, so we've got membership options. If you scroll down to the footer of pageant planet, you'll see, it says like literally membership options and that's all the different kind of po- coaching packages, et cetera, to work with Jesse one-on-one so she can diagnose you really easy. Um, all right. So that's the three, that's three of the P's. We have one more left. So what's the final P? The final P is super important. It's posture. Um, and I think our society has changed. Well, I think I know our society has changed quite a bit since the days of like corsets and fully erect posture where it was it was cool to be fancy. We're very much more relaxed while standing, we're sitting. And has, that's kind of like resulted in like a major spine curvature and hunched shoulders. And not to mention like the increased screen time on smartphones, like when you're just sitting there scrolling, only further encourages poor posture. Like I do, I can fall into that hole sometimes, but I see it all the time. Steven, you've seen it, right? People are just like hunched over scrolling. Oh, yeah. I mean, cringeworthy. yeah, myself included. It's just like, oh, I, I, I've thought about, have you heard of the posture app? I haven't. It's like, um, it's not a, it's not an app. It's, so it's this little it's this little thing that you put between your shoulder blades. 
Okay, I have seen that. I have. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. It's kind of expensive, though. I mean, it's over 100 bucks. Like hundred. Well, they got to pay for that Instagram advertising. I mean, they. Yeah. I always see them on on the Insta. That's what. That's where I see them, it, which makes sense. It's a smart place for them to advertise because you're, yep. you're there. Um, it basically, it guarantees that it's going to course correct your posture within like three weeks. I think. I think it's three weeks. But. Um, yeah, it's like a little over 100 bucks, but you put it right between your shoulder blades, and it just seems like it kind of sends you off a warning if you start to get slouched shoulders. Mm. So that could be something interesting to invest in, especially if you just do it when you're you know, walking in your evening again. I don't know. Yeah. Huge. I mean, I had that for free, and my mother, who's a physical therapist, who would just poke me between the shoulder blades when I was growing up. She just mm-hmm. reminded me to sit up straight. <laughs> um, so I had that, but I mean, I think I did a, um, I think I mentioned, oh, it wasn't a tip for the newsletter. It was in a, a bridal group I'm in on Facebook, and they, someone was saying, like, I want to make sure that my posture is great at my wedding day because I naturally slouch. What are some tips? And I, I was joking around, and I was like, find a really annoying friend that's not afraid to poke you between the shoulder blades whenever they see you getting slouchy, and that'll be helpful. So if you know that's a problem for you, like, that's one thing we can talk about. Um, but, like, aside from a floppy hand on the hip, like a, a weak hand on the hip, mm-hmm. you've seen that, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, like, the worst. Um, bad posture is my my biggest presentation pet peeve. Biggest, yeah. like, by a landslide. Um, so we have an Insta tip for you from one of our other faves, Sherry Shanley. Um, Steven, do you want to read it? Yeah. I always tell gals up, back, down in regards to their shoulders before they hit the stage. My 90 year old grandma and I just attached or attended an event and saw lots of bad posture in her words. Don't walk up there like a gorilla, get those shoulders back. (laughs) So up, back, down. Do you want to break down the, the up, back, down? Yeah. So first of all, I'm already obsessed with Sherry's grandma because telling someone they are walking like a gorilla is truly savage. (laughs) And I think there are so many coaches and family members afraid to tell clients the truth. So I am here for that grandma. Love it. Okay. Second, I love the three word explanation of up, back and down. I like to tell clients to pretend that there's a string directly in the center of their chest. So Steven, if you were to like, just to put a finger like smack down in the middle of your chest, like not between um, your pecs, but like right above it. Okay. So pretend there's a string coming right from that. It just pulls straight up into the air because a lot of people will like make the mistake and posture of pushing forward. You just want to pull up. So that's the up stage of that. Okay. And then you just want to drop your, um, your shoulders back. You want to pull this. So you pull up for that string, you pull your shoulders back. And then from there, it's clearly very awkward, very uncomfortable. And then I want you to breathe out and drop the shoulders. So up back, and down you can do that with a big deep breath so i usually do like deep breath straight up with a string and i'm like engaging my abs right now and then i breathe out and i drop my shoulders back and down with the breath mm-hmm. out yeah it's amazing it it makes you look so much more slender and it just makes you look exponentially more confident i know that i organically do this when i'm wearing a suit versus when i'm in my pajama pants Right. When you're dressed up mm-hmm. and you're feeling confident, it's like you see guys that have the, the kind of the puffy chest, like when they're when they're feeling proud or whatever. I think it's maybe a kind of a caveman instinct that <laughs> we've just evolved with. But it is. It's like it's so uh, I really like the up back mm-hmm. down. And if you don't have great posture, your wardrobe isn't going to lay the way it should on your body since it will collapse your rib cage if you're hunched. 
It'll make you appear shorter, which no pageant contestant wants like mm. ever in the history of pageants. It makes your steps shorter and heavier. So like if you're walking, imagine like if, if you're hunched over and all of your weight's being carried in the bottom half of your body at this point, you just you can't have that like long, lean walk that you want. Um, and it just like you said, it projects a lack of, lack of confidence. So um, probably the after practice, the most important P of the group. Um, but it's something that you have to practice because if it's not natural for you to be standing up straight all the time and engaging your abs while you do it, it's just something that you'll need to transition your body to get used to. Yeah. So good. So in your practice, definitely practice your posture along with your walk, which I feel like that's not a natural connection point with girls, right? Like, because you practice your walk and that's what they're focused on. They're not necessarily focused on the um the posture maybe even the hands how the hands sway etc so um yeah really good um i really like this outline so and and that's really all there is the evening gown right i mean outside of like of course like matching dress color whatever which we've done different episodes on that but i mean you do this you're going to nail your walk and if you've got questions then hire jesse for a one-on-one session by just scrolling down to the pageant planet to pageantplanet.com, scrolling down to the footer and clicking membership options. So, well, if, Stephen, wait, wait, I oh, want to say ahead. one more thing. I can hear, I can hear you wrapping up. Um, I wanted to, I want to say one thing because you just brought us totally full circle. Okay. You said something about like girls are not focused on the hands, on the posture when they're walking or practicing their walk, which is exactly what we said in the beginning of the podcast. We said that girls are so busy. I shouldn't say girls. Pageant contestants are so busy looking at the big picture that they're not focusing in on the little details that make a walk special and great, like the posture, like the relaxed hands. And that's why you see so many contestants walk on stage and they look uncomfortable because they're thinking big picture and they haven't taken the time to dial down and make everything comfortable. I like when you're practicing your walk, focus on one thing at a time, make sure, okay, if, if stiff hands are something that is what you should be focusing on for that whole session relaxing your hands. The next session, posture is a problem. Then you focus on your posture. If you're having a difficult time keeping eye contact in your turns, that's the next one. So you don't need to perfect it all at once. Your walk preparation is a journey to get all of the pieces to come together the way they should. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. All right. Well, Thank you everyone so much for listening. And if you've received any benefit from the show or from the ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It really may seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. So until next time. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.